0: Welcome, affiliated listeners, to another very special in-studio episode, which means we have a in-person guest. And I don't know why I'm using a weird voice, but we are going to. We are joined today, obviously, by Thomas, like a carnival barker. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. Uh, we are joined by Thomas today. How are you doing, Thomas? I'm very happy. Good. I'm yeah. excited to take your money with my carnival chance. <laughs> and our very, very special guest, we have Aria. Boucherry. and I want to say Boucherie each time, oh, but I wait. won't. Had to I, know, I had to do it. I had to do it. But um, who we are super excited to have today because we're going to be talking about something that honestly any business owner out here that is worried about their margins shrinking, the outlook and the forecast economically, and thinking what am I going to do? Well, we have the answer, and you just have to strap in and listen because you're going to find out. But before that, because you're an in, an in guest here, and first, I hope you're enjoying Boise. Anytime, I love it. Here. Yeah, it's great, man. I love it. We'll talk a little bit more about Boise later, but. Um, anytime we have an in-person guest, we want to make sure we have a drink that is fit for you. So, because not only are you handsome, bold, but very, very smooth, we thought a beautiful pour-over coffee from Flying M, which is a local coffee house here, nice. would be what we'd start the day with. So, let's get a nice pour in. Oh, boy. If, uh, you can't hear this, because I'm off mic. <laughs> <laughs> or
1: yeah. professionals, yeah. Whoa! Should I get those? Oh, Thank yeah. you.
2: So
0: you got to put a little flare in your pour
2: you want to show the picture? Oh. <laughs> All
0: right. Yeah, we got to see the the baked potato with Ooh. the Idaho butter. With the Idaho butter. Yep. Oh, that's fancy. I thought it was an egg, but...
1: Oh, I got another little treat, too, I'm going to surprise you with. I brought some Zollipops.
0: Yes! Yeah. I, you I love Zollipop Zollipops. You know what no, I don't know what Zollipops yeah.
1: are. You get to pick since you're... You get, you what is a Zollipop while well, he is selecting? So a Zollipop is a lollipop made from xylitol, so
0: there's no sugar. This is not yeah, a sponsor. Pink, pink or yellow. Add here. Pink or yellow? What would be your choice? I don't... What, what's pink flavored? Is it watermelon, it's like, strawberry? It's something like that, yeah. Cotton candy? I'll go lemon. I mean, sorry, wow. yellow. So, yeah, we, we go back with Zollipops. Yeah, yeah so, we yeah. do. There's a story here. Yeah. Can I get a Zolli tap? Oh, yeah, yeah. Zolli tap? Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was definitely fantastic and distracting, but... I yeah.
1: <laughs> not on the podcast comments
0: and YouTube comments that we're taking too long to get to them. So. <laughs> so now, I'd like to tell you guys about my date. No, <laughs> Well, anyway, guys, so obviously I hope you enjoy the coffee as we enjoy spending time with you. And everyone else, please take a sip or whatever you might have, um, and let's jump into it. So, all right, um, before we kind of get started, really what we're going to be talking about today is um, the power of really welcome calls and what inhuman interaction could do or (laughs) kind of personal human interaction could do to a business and what you're really doing to help a lot of entrepreneurs in our space and out of it. Make a lot more bottom line dollars in their business, and especially doing it within the first month of acquisition, if not sooner. So, um, pretty day, exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah, first day. Yeah, so first yeah, day. Um, so super exciting. I think something really, really excited to delve into. But before we jump into that, I'd love to kind of you know have the people hear a little bit how you got here, not how you flew to Boise, but in general, and your business in your life today. What, tell us a little bit about the journey. Yeah.
2: So I'm. Thanks for having me. By the way, guys. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Really thanks happy to be here. here. Yeah. 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 So I'm from Houston, Texas, born and raised. Um, I moved to Austin a little bit, about a, 10 years ago now. And when I was moving to Austin, I was super young and I was looking for just just a job, like to make money. Um, kinda, I didn't go to college, so left the house, left my comfort level, left things that I know. And then I was going to Austin and I started working at a company, which was a big marketing company, big direct response company at the time. Um, six Pack Shortcuts. I'm sure you yeah. guys are familiar oh, yeah. with it. Yeah, I and think actually it. our last
0: in person was with Chris and Carnacion. So we're doing the, yeah. we're doing the rounds with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, had, we had Robbie O'Maro on too. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah we're just, we should just get all the ex-employees. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Daniel Rose, you're next. We're yeah. <laughs>
2: <out for> you. <laughs> and yeah, when I was there, I. I started a sales like just a sales agent super young and I was really good at it and I learned how to communicate over the phone and it was something that I didn't think that I would have enjoyed even though before that I did sales at you know LA Fitness and stuff but that's different it's in person but I didn't know how over the phone would have been and then when I started there I was really good at it and I moved I was hitting breaking records especially at my age, like that company was around for a bit. So I was breaking records and then moved up to trainer. So I had like a team and then from trainer to manager. And then I was helping manage a lot of the new business at the time, which was really exciting for me. There were a lot of things that I learned there. A lot of things they were doing right. um, A lot of things that they were doing wrong. And due to a lot of reasons I left and between the time that I left Sixpack and the time that I started Salesbound, I helped two call centers just start from the ground up. basically operations, training, hiring, managing, growing, selling, like all, all of that, two times between when I left Sixpack to when I started Salesbound. And then both times it was great. Um, you know, we, I learned a lot, a lot. I learned what to do. <laughs> I learned what not to do, <laughs> right? Like you, you, you learn, you know, from reading and all that, but you really learn from doing. So yeah. that, was, that was the biggest thing for me. Like, okay, I learned a lot of from Six Pack from the sales team there, and then I applied it to the next call center. Okay, we were growing it, we were scaling it, we were hiring, yada, yada. And then I left there due to, you know, ownership and all that stuff there. Left and then did the same thing all over again. Started it, scaled it, grew it. And it was really fun, learned a lot, again, learned a lot, learned what to do, what not to do, left, and then that's where SalesBound came. So, SalesBound's kind of like a fine-tuned version of, like, all the mistakes and all the nice. things that I've learned along mm-hmm. the way, and that's why we're here.
1: Yeah. Oh, nice. And is, is SalesBound, like, your first venture into being a founder, quote-unquote?
2: Yes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, when I was younger i had a lot of projects and stuff i was working on yeah Yeah. but this is the first serious venture like i was partners in the last companies but i wasn't like the founder gotcha yeah um i had a couple ventures when i was like 16 17 with my brother because he's he's older and he's also in business and he like taught me a lot so he also like helped me with some project Yeah. yeah but this is the first major one that's Worked, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, working very well, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, as I say, I, I love that too. The journey, as you describe it, it's a lot of hey, man, I need a job, like, and I'll figure something out. But once you realize not only do you have the efficacy, yeah, but the vision to say that it could be more, there could be more. Let me go create more as you learn those opportunities. I also like that. I think a lot of times people think you could only learn independently, right? Like you got to jump in. and I'm just going to go from being a bus driver to an online marketer, and there's just I'm just jump right into it. Quick my bus bus driving job. I don't know why I went bus driving. But anyway, but um, I love that you're building through experience over that time before you got that. I think that's a really awesome thing. And I see a lot of people succeed incredibly well, not even just in our industry, but in large businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to learn. You got to um, work through those mistakes and, and continue to learn the new ways and other better ways to do things. So super right. exciting. And yes, like Thomas said, it's going pretty well. So let's jump into What's going really well? Um, I think one of the big things that, just to kind of frame it out for everybody, we've seen right now in the industry. I think we've all seen that things are getting a little bit tighter. Traffic's getting more expensive. Conversions are a little bit harder to get by. We're starting to see some numbers go down. Not only just seasonality, but in general, we've kind of had the same marketing tactics now for a couple of emails years. Emails be getting beat up. Yeah, emails, emails getting yeah. beat up. Um, you know, a lot of the so tier one social networks are kind of starting to focus on some compliance things, it's getting more challenging. And so when we see things get challenging, you know the beads of sweat start to appear on a lot of entrepreneurs' faces, but not people that are working with you. So right. um, I'd love for you to just talk a little about what you're doing and how you're working with some of these companies and SalesBound to I can alleviate and bring up their bottom line. So some of the concerns that people are feeling right now aren't nearly as drastic for people that you're working with.
2: Yeah, so with SalesBound, basically, right now if you picture what you're doing with an offer like let's say we're, we're, we're all offer owners every day we get traffic like every day we get customers right we get a couple a couple hundred customers a day they're flowing in it's great you know we monetize them on the back end using email different methods etc and it's going great now what if you can add something to that where you don't have to necessarily do any changes to your leads, you don't have to do any changes to what you're already doing. You just basically plug it into your current business model. And you're able to make more money on the back end. That's what we do with phone sales, and welcome calls, primarily. Basically, how we do it is your customers are already coming in every single day, from traffic from all these traffic sources, you're getting a good amount of customers, whether you're starting out or your experience. And what we do at SalesBound is we call those customers right when they come in, day, you know, first day, first couple hours, and we attach the human experience to the buying cycle and confirm their online order over the phone and then pitch them other products and services that your brand or the brand that we're working with offers over the phone, resulting in a sale but also resulting in a better brand reputation to that consumer. Okay. Because if you're calling the customer with the right tonality, and with the right pitch, and with the right scripts, you know, and the right agents, all of that, then the person over the phone is going to love it. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time, they're going to pick up the phone and say, hey, this is Aria with... Thomas's Greens, how are you? Oh, wow, so good to hear from you. Like, they, they get so excited. So that's basically what we do is we monetize the customers that are coming in, and we call them, upsell them over the phone, but also tie in, like, a value-adding process mm-hmm. to be able to increase the brand reputation and
0: tie in the human cycle to yeah. that sale. No, that's, that's awesome. I feel like there's so many benefits to that. I mean, one... You mentioned, too, like most people are monetizing primarily through maybe some retargeting ads, but primarily email. Right. But yeah. a great open rates, 25 to maybe 30 mm-hmm. percent that even see that email and your click rate, your click through rate might be. But seven percent if that's like and we're talking like post click open to click. Right. Not like in general. That's a really small percentage that actually monetizes, which makes you kind of wonder, like how what's the I guess the pickup rate of people that you dial, like how often do you get somebody when you call them?
2: I would say from a 100 people, 100 customers, about 50% will pick up oh, wow. day wow. one. Yeah. And
1: because that sounds, I don't know if on sales that well, but that yeah. sounds high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That sounds <laughs> Is, good. Yeah, sounds, sounds really good. good. Yeah. yeah. Is that high because you're calling customers, not just quote unquote leads?
2: Yes and no. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of factors that come into play. I think calling the customers does make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do abandoned carts as well and partials and customer pickups are higher. However, we partner with carriers too. Mm-hmm. So we partner with like Verizon and T-Mobile and all these carriers to make sure that, you know, our numbers come up, don't come up as scam likely, oh, spam. like. Yeah. Th- those little things really matter yeah. for the pickup rates.
1: Is the customer expecting a call at all? Or is it kind of like I place an order and then my phone rings? Or like how does, how does that work from like the customer's perspective when they go through the flow? It could be both. Okay.
2: Yeah, it could be both. But what we found is when the customer is not expecting a call,
0: they're more likely to pick up. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Knowing me, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's I like, also yeah. think what might be interesting too is uh, I imagine that the age demographics too are a little bit different, right? Like, I feel like if you're trying to contact a Gen Zer through a phone call, good luck. You know, is, there's no yeah. way they. No, Ariel never picks up. Yeah. <laughs> <ball, no. laughs> okay. Um, All right. <laughs> Versus, like, is if you're getting 45 <laughs> plus into those demographics, particularly yeah. if you go into the latter half of that. Some people that are over the age of 65 are happy that anyone's calling them. So, you know, I yeah. think you get that pickup. But I, I really love that it's a, it's a confirmation of the order. That, that seems really changing. In fact, one question I kind of thought of um, when you mentioned that is, do you see a difference in quality rates when you guys start doing these, these welcome calls? Can imagine if somebody calls, confirms your order, mm-hmm. the legitimacy of your brand and business has to elevate I order something from Amazon, they don't call me. No one talks to me at Amazon, Walmart, none of that stuff, right? Right. Even large brands that I've ordered through, I'm not getting a phone call. So already it feels an elevated experience. At least that's what I would assume.
2: Yeah, it's more of a concierge experience. If you're able to call them and not make it super salesy and not be aggressive and not have that boiler room, Wolf of Wall Street type of phone mentality, if you're able to call a customer and actually care for them, and actually, create a concierge personalized package for them over the phone in a very nice manner. And if they don't wanna buy, like, don't push them too hard. Then that's when the customers are like, okay, I'm, I'm happy. Like, this is a great experience. Basically, we like to say it's a value adding process, mm-hmm. whether they're buying or they're not.
1: Yeah, let's, let's yeah. dig into that a little bit, because I'm curious with, so that's, the customer's gone through, right? They've bought the initial product, they've hit, pay on the order form they have gone through the upsell flows either accepting or declining Mm -hmm. things like that like i can imagine someone listening to this or even myself is like like, they've already completed a full purchase so when they get a call from you like what are you like i guess i'm a little lost on what is like the natural upsell or cross sell that's happening to someone who's kind of like finished that buying process right before you chat with them almost like that same day
2: yeah so it's a good question. Basically, what we found is if they take all the upsells, the higher their front end AOV is, the higher their phone AOV is. Like the higher the phone sale is.
1: Interesting. So they've almost qualified themselves as a big They're spender. They're qualified right? as yeah. like a big yeah. spender, mm-hmm.
2: right? And basically what we what we can sell them sell. <laughs> is you can you can add SKUs on the back end. Basically if you're an offer owner and you have Let's say two skus on the front end, like two supplements, and or two programs, or two offers, whatever it is. And your customer takes all these upsells, then you know what are you gonna sell them when you call them? Yeah, like, sell them more of the same. Sure, that works. You could do that, but generally they don't need more of the same. So what we found that is works very well is when we create, or when the client or With with our help, like we create some supplements on the back end or offers on the back end that we're only going to offer to the customers Mm -hmm. on the phone, and they're not going to see it on the websites. So then we're able to create different tickets with like two or two other supplements that they didn't see online, and more programs. You don't need to to share like
1: specific names or anything. But do you have an example of like type of supplements that this would work with? Like, let's say I have a weight loss product or something like that, yeah. like supplement B, weight loss product I'm selling, like what would be the natural cross sells on the phone that would do well with that?
2: Weight loss, weight loss is a good example. Mm-hmm. I think weight loss, you could go the route of, you know, if they're buying weight loss on the front end, you could do like a greens supplement on the back end over the phone because mm-hmm. greens is going to help cover it. nutrition
1: more right? nutrition, yeah.
2: cover mm-hmm. detoxification, stuff like that. You can also add a probiotic in there. So like a gut supplement to help with your gut health. And that's more of a probiotic and a prebiotic. So then that could be two supplements, right? Yeah, I like that. Because
1: I see a lot of clients try to do that in the upsell flows themselves. And they sort of try to do these bundles and stuff. And I never see them, I don't want to say never, because someone's always going to correct me. But I rarely see them convert that well in the upsell flow. It seems like the upsell is good for like more of the same... But then, like you're saying, the phone sales might be the place to really plug in yeah. the full package. Well, I think right. like it makes
0: sense when you when mm-hmm. you really kind of start breaking it down. Because one of the issues in what you're describing, probiotics, greens, protein powders, things yeah. like that, these are commoditized supplements where, you know, I could go to a GNC, Walmart. I'm pretty sure I could get protein powder at a gas station. That's how it feels like it's everywhere at times, right? right? But right. when someone calls you, build trust. They create a personalized experience. And now you're talking to somebody over the phone. Commoditized items increase in value substantially because you know you need them. You're you're probably agnostic to your choice, but someone's telling you that your choice should be different versus sales page where I have to read, I've already made some purchase, a front end supplement that has to sound unique and compelling and really draw me in in a way I've never heard about it before. It's just different levers that we're pulling. And so I really love that. And the great thing about it, too, is with, you know, partnering with people like ship offers or other print-on-demand supplement products, there you go. Ooh, look at that. That's some nice product placement, partner placement. (laughs) That's what we'll call it. Um, You know, you could quickly and dynamically get a label up, and you don't have a sales page. You don't have to have some big marketing goal. That's going to come through the phone sales, which will come from the individual. And I'd imagine, too, as you guys start doing that, you might find... That You might be able to uncover a new product in there. You Mm -hmm. see an angle that's working from the conversations to go, I never thought about selling a green powder this way or whatever this way. Um, But it just seems so fast to scale. Um, And it's kind of – I've talked with e-com companies before, and that's kind of their – you need to have your flagship product that brings them in. And after that, all you're doing is building trust so the stuff that they could buy anywhere – they buy from you. Right. And so it really makes a lot of sense on phone yeah. sales. That that really tracks pretty interestingly. Yeah. I do want to say the
2: ship offers um, partnership that we have with them now has really helped us do that because a lot of these offers that come to us and have one supplement or one offer yeah, or they've two. Been, they've got their thing then, that works. Yeah. So really like we're them. like, okay, cool. Like let's, let's custom, or let's white label some supplements that we know are going to do pretty well with this type of customer demographic. We can test a lot faster, right? Yeah, we can test a lot Mm -hmm. faster, be up and running in a week. And now we have three, four, five, six more supplements to be able to sell over the phone on the back end. So Yeah, I
1: really like that approach, because then, especially for a back end offer, you can test quickly, and then if you're finding, like, okay, this is really working, then go custom if you need to, right? But you don't have to go spend six months or a year in development for something that
0: might work. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is even if even if you don't want to go custom formulation, like it's just right there. You don't yeah. have to worry about inventory, anything. Right. Yeah. So if you get a big run or you want to switch a product because we know what's happening right now, it's back to school, which seems to be back to disease season. Right. Well, I guess we just timed it. So I guess we're going to have to drop this episode like next week. Now. <laughs> but but like so it's a great time. Maybe in the summer I'm doing more proteins and greens. But now, as we get closer to the winter months the sniffle months, like mm-hmm. that's a great time for maybe um, an immune-boosting product, but right. like turmeric or something like that. But I don't want to maintain that inventory all year round. So you could just switch in and out seasonally based on your offer changes. Oh. It's just so much flexibility. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the values in the conversation not necessarily has to be in the product, which is different than what you have to do on the front end for acquisition. Yeah. I have to build a ton of value and intrigue to get them to buy. But now I get to have a person that just builds the trust, and then could sell in a much more personalized way. I think that's just really, really impressive. So, right. I, I kind of leading into that, like I'd love to kind of hear what are some of the if you could share some of the examples in terms of, um, and you don't have the names, but like the revenue differences. What are some of the impacts that you're making to that's these? A, yeah, it's into it the economics a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I guess the the questions kind kind of broad, but it's more just. Over the phone, especially if you're doing welcome calls, the more customers you have, right? I mean, this is sales 101, right? The more opportunities you have, the more Mm at-bat basically you have, then the more sales you can make. Mm -hmm. Now, there are quality differences, right? Like maybe an offer gets 200 customers a day, but the, the quality's different based off like, maybe the type of traffic or what they're buying on the front end, right? Is it a, or how is the VSL framed? How's the ad framed? Like there's, there's a lot of things that go behind it that kind of tee up who the customer is on the phone. Cause you could have an offer that has 200 customers or orders a day compared to one that has 800 or a thousand, and maybe the 200 might be better. Now Mm -hmm. in regards to economics,
0: I mean, like what we're doing over the phone or? Yeah, I guess what, I mean, way to think about it, I'll ask a better question that way. So yeah. um, I'm a business owner right now and I bring SalesBound on. Is there yeah. like, if you had to, you could just share like a story of maybe some, what did that do to businesses from their bottom line perspective? Oh. What did it do? What are some examples of like, SalesBound comes in, they start doing welcome calls. What What's the change in their um, P&L uh, to their business? What's making yeah. them cheer and dance? Yeah, that makes sense. So basically, the way
2: sales bounds modeled is we're all performance based so a client doesn't like if we don't sell no one makes money right and when it comes to what we can expect if someone's getting around a 200 300 aov on the front end Mm -hmm. or maybe 150 like whatever let's just say 200 to round it up you're able to 50 increase it by 50 to 100 maybe even 200 percent Depending on the quality and all that stuff, but let's just say you could increase your AOV day one wow. by around fifty percent using the welcome
1: calls. So is that is that AOV for all customers or AOV for the phone customers coming through? That makes sense. Is that like for the ones you're chatting with? That's what the AOV ends up being, or is that like divided across all the customers
0: that are coming? We kind of do the math dividing across okay. all. Yeah. 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 So that you're talking at a minimum. If I have a two hundred dollar AOV, I'm looking at a three hundred dollar AOV after talking to salesman. Yeah. I mean, that, that's on the low end. That's fantastic, right? When yeah. you think about that, continue. it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad, <laughs> not bad <laughs> right? It's pretty damn So, but, I mean, <laughs> imagine like today, yeah. and, like anybody in your business, like if you could just get a 50% AOV boost, what that would change, what you could do with traffic, with paying affiliates, or right. well, so, just building yeah, cash reserves sometimes, investing back in your business.
1: Well, you're performance-based, right? So is there, so if it's a 50, let's say it's 50% up to $300 AOV, is your sales team getting commission off of that? Or is that after commission? Does that make sense?
2: That would be after that's after yeah commission. that's after oh yeah. my gosh oh, wow. that's a we net can, increase? we kind of do our calculations so for example, if you get a thousand customers a day, mm-hmm. we'll get like fifty or five hundred of them over the phone, and out of those five hundred, I would say uh two hundred to two hundred fifty of them are gonna buy okay, man so you're closing us. at about a forty to a fifty percent rate from the people who get on the phone that's good that's so let's good. just say two hundred and then. If your AOV is, you know, $200, if you're able to get the 200 people on an order
0: of, let's say, $100 AOV. Essentially, we're seeing a large net profit lift, right? So if we kind of do, I think a good way for people to think about this is if it's going to be net of commissions, like afterwards, in terms of thinking about this AOV, by plugging in sales bound, right, and getting welcome calls, which will increase, I imagine, here's the other things, like it probably increases brand continuity, um, Mm -hmm. trust. I would I, love to see, I, I don't know if this has been done, I bet there, I bet you're going to see a reduction in your return. So just your normal traffic, your net profitability goes up, right? Everything is getting better. Now, on top of that, because of the sales component, you're saying on the low end, you're going to get a 50% increase on your AOV. That is a net increase. So after commissions, after everything goes with sales bound, just knowing it's a segment of that audience, they are so profitable when they get on the phone that you're able to still see if it was oh, a 200 yeah. AOV, already you're looking at 300. That's net profit your business. You that's basically saying... The, the affiliates made, right? Yeah, yeah. it's saying the you're about to there. make an extra $100 on every single customer mm-hmm. that you get to keep, bottom line. Well, before the government gets hold of it. But for that time period, it's yours. Um, Deciding what to do with it. I think that's when... So when we talk about the economics of right now, right? Things are getting harder, they're getting tighter when you could extract 50% more out of the customers you're getting, that is pretty exciting. That is yeah. really, really exciting. And th- it sounds like it could go even more. So when you see the 50% on the AOV um, versus some that are getting the you know, 100 to 200% lifts on that increase, is there is that something that changes over time as you guys kind of work? Maybe tailor scripts for certain clients? Like, yeah. where do you kind of see that difference? And, and again, I know there's so many factors that can go into is. that. Like you said, like if I have a very colder audience and maybe lower quality traffic might be tougher and versus a very dedicated audience or type of product. But um, so outside those factors, do you find that over time that number tends to increase when you work with a client over a period? For sure. Yeah,
2: at SalesBound, we have tiers, basically. Like when someone comes to work with us, and I think it's like this with anyone doing phone sales. Like I think this is how it should be, which is you're gonna grow over time. Like you're gonna figure it out over time it's all human component, right? Like pe- the people on the phone, like the, the, my team that's calling, right? Like they're, they're learning more about the customer. They're learning more about the pitch, how to pitch, which customers are better, which customers are not. There's a lot of components that go into it. So we have like a tiered system where the, normally the first 90 days is what we call a testing period, where we test, we test the brands. Cause some of the time the brands that we bring on don't convert the way that we want it to over the phone right like there's some brands that just just don't and, like you said, and you're on
1: performance so if it's not right. working it's really not working for anybody so right like, <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: no one loses money though but it's more just around we're testing it we want to make sure it works for both of us But then after that time frame we move into what we call a scaling period which scaling is, around a six-month time frame where we start scaling, like mm-hmm. where we start Dial hiring more people, dialing it up. We have the scripts made. We, we got the process created. We know which which leads are good, which leads are not. If they bought 12 bottles on the front end, are they good? Or if they bought one bottle on the front end, are they better? There's like a fine line, right? Yeah. And then from there, after that, it's just consistent maintenance of scale long-term. Yeah. So that's kind of our time frame mm-hmm. of doing it and i think it's like that where you know our aov is going to increase over time yeah. of what we can give our customer or what we can give our clients which is in the beginning it's we're just starting out mm-hmm. right we're going to we're going to try to call some days we might have sm- uh, you know smaller days and other days and weeks we might have huge days and weeks because yeah. we're testing yeah and then after that when we're really starting to figure it out then we're going to
0: increase over time. And that's where the numbers really start to change. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. It's good to see that process. It's realistic, right? Realistic expectations. So um, now I'm super curious because as someone that like, I'll be honest, like I've always loved selling on the phone. Like I used to work in call centers before when I was going through school. And I think it's like one of the funnest places to sell because there's just so many people They just keep coming. It's like, I said some crazy stuff to sell things on the phone. It was really (laughs) fun. Um, But kind of going back, I'm really curious about, kind of you mentioned before, it's gotta be so hard to not, to find that balance between conversion but not right. being like you said the boiler the boiler room where you're just really putting too much pressure on. So, can, without sharing your secrets, I don't need you to unveil everything. But can you kind of talk us through a little bit about? I want you to <laughs> unveil. <that>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um- <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm really curious about just kind of like what what does it look like? How are you training the reps? How does the call sound? I want to kind of break down that that yeah. first hello.
2: Yeah. Um, so basically, we there's a lot of things around that. I think for us is qu- the first step is quality control. Mm-hmm. Like we we want to make sure that before anyone gets on the phone, they they sound good, they have good energy, they're a great culture fit, and they have enough product knowledge. So like they know what they're talking about. Right now, I mean, a good everyone's in Austin. Our team, so our team's entirely in Austin. Those are full. They're so not doing. Near shore? No, offshore, no, 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 no near shore. No offshore. Everyone's nice. in Austin,
0: Texas. Domestic reps. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, we have a good amount of people, and a, a lot of them are in the office. And in what? the what? office, or even in Austin, like even if they're remote, and they come into the office a couple times a week just for meetings and stuff, we're able to basically, I don't like the word control, but we're able to cultivate a good environment of care, of making sure you're doing, you know, the good things on the phone calls, making sure you're not doing what you're not supposed to be doing on the phone calls, stuff like that. So we're able to they're stepping into this culture. Mm-hmm. This is our culture, which is this is how we interact with these customers on the phone. We're caring, we're nice to them, we want to add value. You know, the the client that's trusting us with their leads to call their leads, like we want to make sure that their customers are having a great experience, and we're also making money at the same time. Yeah. Because
0: um, you guys are really, you become the voice of the brand. We're the voice of the brand. Yeah. I can imagine brand to be somewhat
1: hesitant to trust a third party mm-hmm. with their day zero customers, right? Right. Because yeah, yeah, right. so, I'm curious, because your agents are commission-based, right? They're on mm-hmm. performance, too.
2: Uh, well, it's commission and, like, base and stuff. Oh, because yeah. they have some base. yeah. Yeah, is there, I guess, friction
1: that you find that some agents just want to sell more aggressively than because they want to make more money, right, Yeah. Then you need them to to kind of fall into those guidelines? Like, where's that balance of conversion and quality and trust? Like, how does all that gel?
2: That's a great question. And the way we've had it, we have it basically made is it's a no BS policy at SalesBound. Like if you go any, and everyone knows this, like most of the people at the company have been with us for a long time now, except for, you know, a lot of the people that we've been hiring mm-hmm. new. But if anyone steps out of line and is too aggressive to a customer, too pushy, is saying things that they're not supposed to be saying, we have an AI mm. that listens to quality assurance to every single phone call. And what it's listening for is like, you know, claimed you know what not to say what you should be saying what you shouldn't be saying if you say something that we program this ai of like we programmed it for an agent saying you need this you don't need this right <laughs> you, you, that, we don't say that right so if an, that's an example so right. if so, if someone says that it will flag it yeah i'll be like hey check this out and then my compliance and quality assurance team and, yeah. goes and listens and then yeah, actually like, okay. dissects the call and what i found was having a no bs policy of like hey if you do get out of line with this this is not how how we are we we want to put the brand first and we also want to make the sale and have that balance but if you do go over then we, you know there there are warnings and stuff but we don't we don't tolerate that like we we don't let that fly, basically, okay. in the company. Yeah. Well, thanks for driving Which, that, which yeah. has helped us with anyone else coming on and everyone that's been with us not do that. Yeah. Gotcha. And also who we hire. Like, the people we hire are great people. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone in Austin. I like, thought no one wanted to work these days. So we're yeah. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we find, our, our, I love the SalesBound team. Like, it's an amazing team, and everyone's so High energy, it's a younger team and everyone loves what they do. They they love making the sales and they love talking to the customers on the phone when we get testimonials, they get super excited. Like our team loves what they do. And whenever someone comes and they do have that aggressive nature, they actually don't work for us for that long. Hmm. Because since we are a lot a lot of it's in office, that vibe, that energy, that culture fit really
0: matters. Especially in the call center space. Yeah, it's huge. It's man. huge. Yeah. yeah. You get you would feel it. Like when you're in a place where you know it's the aggressive uh, mentality, one, they're way less fun normally. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but two, yeah, it is like you could feel it. And if you didn't fit in that environment, if it was the opposite, um, one, you probably wouldn't be very good at it because you only right. know the aggressive way to sell. Um, and yeah, you, you just wouldn't fit in. So I think that's really amazing, especially AI going from like, and it's been a while since it's been in call centers, but knowing that the percentage of calls that get observed at the largest call centers versus what it's you're describing minimal, is right? essentially 100% coverage of things that brands don't want. Right. So I think going back to your question, like for any listeners here that are you know thinking, oh, I don't know about this, what I really want to trust people, because we've heard the horror stories. We've seen the horror stories of what phone sales could do to a brand. Yep. Knowing that sales bound, working with you, you get it. You're taking care into it. And in fact, you have really great tools to stop that from ever becoming an issue yeah. is
1: pretty impressive. And a follow-up to that is like, where is the overlap? Because right, you're a sales company, yeah. right? Generating revenue and all that. Where's the overlap with you though, with customer service? Because I have to imagine if someone gets a call from your agent they buy and they have this trust that's built, are they coming back to that agent for customer support? Are they coming back to your phone channels for customer support? Are they going back to the seller side? Like, how does that So we have
2: work? a customer service team in-house for because if i call you Mm -hmm. for example you're gonna have my phone number yeah and you can call that number back anytime so we have a customer service team that handles those calls Gotcha. not for a client to come work with us but more for the the people who call Mm -hmm. back in um they can talk to the agent at any time if they have questions whenever it gets to customer service team like hey Thomas, you know your your client just called in and they have a couple of questions. I'm gonna transfer it over to you. Okay, great, cool. So we do that. Um, we also have a great relationship with the customer service teams. Yeah. So whenever we with your clients so on your clients side, right? the their client customer side, service yeah. teams, yeah. right, yeah. right, mm-hmm. which has helped us because if you know a customer calls into their customer service team, they communicate it to us, and then we, we have a good process there too for so handling those tickets and stuff handling that comes those through.
1: Tickets, yep. yeah. Is it? Is it Sweetwater? Is that the audio kind of company? Mm -hmm. If you've ever ordered from Sweetwater, that's been my best experience with like a phone kind of support sales kind of thing. Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If anyone's buying a microphone or any kind of audio visual equipment, I'd suggest going through Sweetwater just to experience like their. I don't even know what to call concierge service kind of thing. Like you place it, you get an agent. It comes up with Sweetwater on the phone. Yeah. Hey, it's Brian. Whatever, I'm your dedicated rep. Like, what? Looks like you're buying this. What is it for? They're getting to know you. And it's a very just organic, helpful call kind of thing. And they follow up with emails, right? On a regular yeah. basis. And like, hey, how are things
0: going? If and your then warranty's about to expire. Do you need help, right? It's like-, right. <laughs> it's like Well, I think yeah. what's, what's super interesting about what you're describing to and what you're doing is we know, I think it's, it's pretty easy to see that through AI, you're gonna see a lot of people create a poor version of what you're describing, right? AI is going to like, oh, I have some sort of human. But then it's like, it just only goes so far, right? right. And then it's not human, it's not gonna be as tailored Um, especially the voice, and so I think doing it the right way and doing it now where it's personalized like what Thomas is talking about what you guys are doing man it makes such a massive difference yeah. um so going into and this is this is totally the call center guy in me this is like man getting excited but um when when you look at your scripts like the flow cuz i think one of the things is like how do you go from that transition of like hey it's you know Kyle here i'm here to confirm your order for tom um thomas's green juice or whatever That's we call it again thanks for outing yeah, me. yeah thomas's That's morning a new greens <laughs> 'Cause we know that you're ready to be happy scaling today. Hey. So um, so you go from that confirming the order, hey, you ordered this much stuff. Is it something where you just leave the question, hey, well, we're getting everything confirmed for you. Tell me a little bit what God you should to have purchased today. Like I'm curious how you kind of go and start transitioning it into the recommendations. You wanna come work at Salesman? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well kidding. maybe it might be kind of fun on the weekends so. yeah, yeah. I'll, tell, I'll tell you some of the stuff I said in the back and then we'll see we'll see if I'm going to be on the right spectrum because I don't yeah. know I don't know <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah no I'm really curious how that transitions over what that looks like
2: it's just like that okay <laughs> oh, cool. yeah, all right Yeah. It, bye, bye guys <laughs> it's not it, honestly it's not complicated mm-hmm. our sale like it's just you get on the phone and you confirm their order say who you're with and then you go into more of like a discovery of okay well What brought you to us? Like, why did you buy? How long have you been dealing with X, Y, Z? X, Y, and Z, right? And then you go through discovery, and then after discovery, you're able to pitch and bring up the other products that that brand or offer has, and then tie it into solutions that they brought up during discovery, and then. Close it, and then you yeah. close it. Kaching, that's what you do. Uh,
1: are you processing this on the client's mids on your mids? Like, how does that money flow work? Yeah, we do it on our mids. On your mids, and yeah. then how does that look to the client? Are you sending them like a? Is this, is how does it count towards a client's revenue? Is that just counts? Uh, do they, are they getting that on like a
2: weekly, monthly settlement? It, like, it's all it's all different. Yeah, per client, but we
0: send it to the client. Wired over yeah, kind of wire over yeah. yeah okay essentially give them a nice check hey here you go yeah. so yeah. which has to be some of their clients favorite day i'm sure like all right yeah some of our clients are
2: like you are our secret weapon yeah and well, we know customer acquisition
0: costs have only gone increasingly higher so exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah so recoup yeah that's how we do it yeah Ooh. well and again i would agree like secret weapon as I look at the camera, secret weapon, right? <laughs> so, um, yes, yes, making a big difference. You look making a big difference. You look like you're about to make a big yeah. okay, you're bad. ask another question, Thomas. Sorry, railroader. Well, like,
1: um, you mentioned a few different examples of like daily sales calls coming in and things like that. Like, is there, if someone's listening to this, like what's like a threshold where they should really be considering phone sales? Or let me ask it a different way is there like a sales volume that's like too low to really start? Not maybe not with you specifically, just in general or like, yeah, there's probably more to focus on. Yeah. Than phone sales until you get to a certain
2: point, then plug that in. It's a good question. I recommend everyone, everyone that has an offer, call your abandoned carts. I'm looking at the cameras, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> call your abandoned carts and call your card declines. Cause you don't really, you don't necessarily want until you get to scale. Right. But, those are pretty easy sales to, to do. I mean, if, if, if they're you on the make side, a conversion lift
1: on that, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you
2: can you can have someone locally, um, like wherever you live. You can have someone locally, or hire someone for, you know, a base salary and some commission or whatever works for your business model. Basically, have them call your twenty abandoned carts a day, or whatever it is. Like yeah. we're just saying, like just starting sure. out. Like yeah. your twenty a day, and you know, you just say, hey. You're on the website trying to purchase the Zollipops yeah. and it, didn't, it yeah. didn't go through. Like, let yeah. me get that. Let me, let, me, let, let me send out one or three or six, whatever mm-hmm. you want. Same with card declines. Same pitch, right? It's like, yeah. hey, you're trying to buy some Zollipops or Thomas's Greens. Actually, and it, it's a more script. Of it the didn't go through. through. Yeah. <laughs> there so you go. That's like, so we
0: ended up with yellow. That's why. It's yeah.
2: <laughs> so the abandoned carts and the card declines, you could start whenever honestly like if you have leads coming in you could even do it yourself right like if you're you really want that extra revenue that extra bump like you can call them yourself Mm -hmm. you have the phone numbers then the customers the thing with customers is is the volume so if you have 10 customers coming in a day you should be calling them because why not like that's ask a, ask yourself the question like was great when feedback was feedback too and why you bought right, Like yeah. when was the doing? last time you called your customers? You could get great feedback. You can maybe make a sale and it's a great buying experience if you're doing it nicely and caringly. Uh, the well of UGC, right? That's where you can all use your generated content and stuff too, I imagine. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. But then once you get to scale of like fifty customers a day or so, I think that fifty mark is where you should really start considering, okay we are consistently getting 50 to 100 a day. Let's really start thinking about implementing our own phone team or salesbound or whatever mm-hmm. into our system to be able to help with customer acquisition costs, make more money, you know, get more leads because it's all a it's all connected, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You have your front end, your back end, if you're able to make a lot more money using the phones. A lot of the time, that profit, you can use profit, right? right? Like, just put a lot of it back yeah. into customers, and then you get more leads on the front end, Yeah, but then you have more leads on the back. Yeah, and i it's tried like with some people cycle. right they're
1: like, they're like, in that, like, 20 to 50 customers a day kind of mark, and they're having trouble scaling. They're like, oh, but I need, like, phone sales to get more profitable so they can pay more to acquire the customer. They're almost stuck in that, like, limbo mode. And it's like, yeah, but there's probably a offer problem to mm-hmm. solve for. If you're not getting that fifty to hundred kind of threshold right consistently. Right. Yeah. Well, and I like more what you traffic, said though, yeah. is like
0: that's a that is a reasonable number to go out and call. Cause one, you might not be able to get not scam likely. So maybe your 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 answer rates are gonna be lower if you're calling. But if you have 10, 30 people, you know, get members of your team to give them a call, see what happens, start having a conversation because that's where you could improve your convergence too. You yeah. start to learn more the language of your buyers. And you might see like, wow they all say this word when they describe this problem. We don't even have that on our sales page. That's not right. even in our VSL. Or do you start getting testimonials that are real organic and amazing, now you get to put that into your offer. So I really love what you said, that it doesn't matter. You could have 10 abandoned carts a day, five abandoned carts a day, call them. Yeah. Just start calling. Like Subscription
2: recovery too, I, I should yeah. have brought that up. So your partials, like abandoned carts, declines, and then your subscriptions, decline so like mm, if you yep. have someone on subscription for the past six months card expires or something and their card yeah. expires or something what are you doing with those right like you should be calling those as well yeah. um i know a it's lot of my friends yeah. have people in-house that call those subscription recoveries that drop off because they get like 10 percent a day a, just drop off. it's a real value add right because it's like hey you know i'll well, make sure you get the thing you
1: like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've been getting it for the last yeah. six months right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well
0: different. and oftentimes too like uh it's funny it's just had of mind like who here has recently lost a card? I'll, I'll put that guy out there. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you find out like all the things you were subscribing to, but you normally oh, find out because it's it's missing. And sometimes that could take a long time, depending yeah. on the product. Um, and so just because it's not that you don't want it, but there's a lot of things going on in the world, you might even forget right. that you had subscribed. And by not calling on those subscription people, what you're really doing is inviting them to go somewhere else, because um, now oh man, I didn't think about that. Well, I guess maybe I didn't need it. Maybe I should look into other alternatives. Not what you want your customer to do. You'd like to be on the forefront leading that and then making it really easy. I will tell you there have been some things I ended subscriptions on because it felt like I didn't want to have to go and update the card again. I know it sounds dumb and lazy, and it is. It's People dumb know. and lazy and I don't care. Yeah. I'm a dumb, lazy consumer. So please just like <laughs> make is- it easier for me. You treat mm-hmm. me like I'm a dumb, lazy consumer. I love it. <laughs> I love being treated dumb and lazy by, by companies. Oh, no, sorry, this is going on a bit of a tangent,
1: but uh Nordic Naturals, they do like a whole bunch of omega three supplements and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like they're it's all email based so not phones, a total different conversation here, but they're like...
0: Thanks, Thomas. We're talking about rebuild? phone sales. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they should do phone sales. They're probably not listening. They probably but, should, yeah. Um, hey, Nordic. Yeah, Nordic. <laughs> Head <us up>. Nordic <laughs> Naturals. <laughs> we got something for Their you.
1: Their pre rebuild emails are so good. Like, at like, you can, hey, free gift. Add this to your order. And so It's just like a bunch of samples and stuff. Just click, and it adds it to your rebuild. Right? It's like, do you want to add anything else to it? Right? Click. Yeah, I need a bit. I want to double the size of it kind of thing. That's smart. And then yeah. they're doing even like, hey, you just got your rebuild order out. Like, if you have too much, you can pause, right? They're getting ahead of the, maybe you didn't consume 120 capsules of omega-3 fish oil in three months, right? So they're kind mm-hmm. of like getting in front of that. It was like, wow, this is the best e like, just subscription management I've seen in an email environment. Yeah. It's, it's, an all, it's all just click-based, yeah. yeah.
0: And imagine if you ignored all those emails. Which I did, but as we say, <laughs> it was still very good. Which I, still as impressed. I look at my yeah. 20,000 unread emails, I'm like, it might be me. Yeah. Um, a phone call, if I picked up, yeah. <laughs> it would make a big difference. Yeah. But even if it was a voicemail, someone calling and giving me an option to call back, so then I could read that voicemail eventually, Right. I'm thinking how many of unread voicemails I have, but they like, that would be such a great option. I just really like it. It's again, like when we make it easy and personalized, instead of being madder to customers for not doing what we want them to, maybe we should just make it easier for them to do it. And I really love that you're, you're you have that mentality that you don't have to wait, do it now, but when you're ready to go big, either create your own or, or go with a team that's already you know, doing, doing it, which actually transitioned me to kind of the other question is, I know this is obviously just like is hitting you up with a softball, but like, mm. why? Wh- when you're looking at it, and you, if you put yourself in entrepreneurship, what is the difference between creating your own team, your own phone sales team that's in house, and going with something like SalesBound? Because I imagine there's going to be some pretty distinct differences between those two routes.
2: Yeah, there there's big differences. I think the biggest difference is if you're doing it in house, you're basically starting a business within a business. So. Running a sales team, a phone sales team, is very complex. And there's a lot. What? what? No, I'm just laughing because I've been thinking about this a lot. It's just like,
1: like, yeah, it's a
0: lot of potential there. Man, I don't want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that is a very true statement. Wow, that sounds really cool. Who who could do it for me? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) You're looking at your one operations person like, do you think you could do all this? And, you know, yeah, they don't want to, I'm sure. But, yeah, no. I
2: did a talk once at Yeah, that
0: one year. I think it was two years ago. Oh, yeah, you wore the red suit. Yeah,
2: nice, the yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> and I literally broke down how to do it, yeah. like how to start your call center, how to have it in-house. And I remember when I stepped off the this, this stage, or like whenever mm-hmm. it was networking time, everyone was like, can you just do it, for me? Just do it for me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the best way to sell you yeah. service. It, it makes like, sense yeah. because it's yeah. it, there's a lot of things behind it. So It's a lot of staff. The biggest thing for, to bring up is staff, cost. Honestly, the, the money that you think that you're saving by not paying, you know, like salesbound that commission. Um, that money is it's, wa- it's going to be the right? same yeah. thing <laughs> yeah. for how much you're operating the business. Yeah, and then another aspect is the pitch, the sale. Like that's that's our that's our what's the word that's our it's your bread and butter. It's bread your, and butter yeah. at salesbound. Mm-hmm. Like how we frame and position the phone calls. And to figure it out on your own is very difficult. Like whenever I brought up on the intro, like my past and my experience, what we're doing at SalesBond now with how we're pitching came from like all these lessons of all, what I've learned from sales here and sales here and sales here, like all of these places. So you can do 50,000 a month, for yourself, for example, like you mm-hmm. could do fifty thousand a month in phone sales, but that same offer could use us and we could do like a million dollars a month for them or eight hundred thousand a month for them just because of how our pitch is structured. But then also the costs and the infrastructure and all yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just I, I think a lot of people are thinking about, oh, I just go do this myself. Um Realize that most enterprises think of phone anything is a cost. It's a cost center. It drives no revenue or not enough to justify the cost in most large organizations. So, right, it, like like you said, there's a lot of their staff. The the logistics of having outbound like scaled outbound calls is not cheap. Right. So, um, and then like you said, that's before you even figure out how to do it. Like you're gonna be in the red substantially before you even know if you could figure it out. Like right. that's, not, right. that's not a great position to be in. So I would tell, you, especially unless unless you're just really passionate about building out your own sales team or a masochist or you hate all your own money, sales seems to make like a much better solution. Um, especially again, like I just wanna go back to this number because I still think this is the coolest number. Whatever your AOV is right now, imagine if it was 50% higher and that 50% was going straight to your bottom line. I think a lot of people would be pretty excited about that. Yeah. I think they would say, here, take whatever, let's do it all. So, um, just to go back to, to SalesBound, which circles back here, um, we'll, we'll finish with some of the questions and comments. But I think one of the big yeah. things is like people are sitting here, okay, I want, I want, I want it. How do they get a hold of you? How can they reach out, talk to you, or talk to a member of SalesBound to get this set up and start in their business?
2: Yeah, our website's the best place, salesboundsolutions.com. Perfect. And that is the best place to get a hold of us. Just say that. You know, you 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 found me on, or found us and Salesman on this wonderful podcast, and uh, affiliated. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the potato.
0: I mean, and I just realized I just made a GIF for Dylan later. I was like, eh, like that's gonna end up, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that'd be the best place. Okay, yeah. perfect. That's amazing. So, well, and with that, again, like I just want to say, like this is really appreciate your time. Um, well, I don't know if you have any other questions. I the, just I'm just burning inside because I'm just like what a brilliant way to start changing business. If you're not doing phone sales, not doing it through these welcome calls, like you said, cart abandons, declines, subscriptions. If you're not doing something to engage your customers you already have, you are just missing out on so much additional dollars in your business. It is like, I almost feel like not doing phone sales is probably the dumbest thing you could do to your business, especially given the current climate. So we really appreciate you just sharing all that. And Thanks. I just want to, like, shake all the entrepreneurs out there. Phone sales! Like, go and do it. Put it in your business. It's going to make things so much better. But, Thomas, yeah. any other questions?
1: No, me? I think um, I really appreciate you going through some of those low-hanging fruit wins that people can be doing, some of the misconceptions people have. I think it's a lot of people have misconceptions. Maybe not even misconceptions, right? There's just a perception out there of what phone sales is, Wolf of Wall Street, Boiler Room, all those buzzwords, right? Right. And it doesn't have to be that way. And you can no. add a lot of value to your customers and do it. Um, no, and we, we have a lot of uh, mutual friends that love and trust you with their business and what you do there. So, yeah, I trust some good people find you through this and reach out. Those
0: salesbound solutions dot com, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We'll make sure that yeah. it's in the show notes um, in the description yeah. so you could find that. And I'd
1: say, yeah, don't uh, hesitate to reach out to affiliated at clickbank dot com with any questions or if you want a direct intro to Ario, I'd happy to do it um, through there. Yeah, so you reach out that way. And anything else for the people yeah. before you go and then we'll do the uh, yeah, we always like to ask, is there anything like you're looking for? Yeah. That other than clients. Yeah. What am I looking for? <laughs> <laughs> like is there like like as you're hiring roles? Are you looking for any like uh referrals, recommendations for different things, coffee recommendations, could be anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Supplements you need to try. <laughs> New yeah. Honestly, yeah.
2: Yeah. Right now it's it's less of what we're looking for and more of optimizing what we have yeah. at Salesbond. Yeah. So that's kind of when people are like, hey, you know, what what's new? Like more of the same. And that's kind of where we're at with Salesbond is we we kind of got a lot of it figured out. It, and we never have everything figured out, right? Like as, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as anyone, like you, you never have it all figured out. But if something's really working, then our biggest avenues just, it, right? just keep going deeper yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. I think you've been and smart to right?
1: not chase I knew you've even turning down a few different things you could have sponsored or speaking that kind of like to generate oh, more so leads. So much, yeah. And just like <laughs> you're like, "Oh, let's let's we
0: had a lot of leads coming in already, right? Let's no. <laughs> let's keep yeah. going that way." So I think let's you've been focus. smart to like really yeah. scale that way, yeah. Which continues to make us really appreciate your time. And yeah. so really I think this is a, again super valuable, really really fun. And I also love talking about call center stuff because that's just one of my favorite (laughs) things. Um, So, but with that, um, we are gonna be, it's time is over. We will finish our coffee. And enjoy the rest of our evening. We hope that you guys enjoyed as well. Until next time, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, the email at affiliated at something. I already forgot what it was. Thomas Lip said it bank. earlier. So <laughs> the brand a <laughs> a yeah. uh, <laughs> The company that puts on this podcast. Where yeah. am I? <laughs> I just realized Thomas wears glasses today. No, <laughs> <laughs> but with that, have a great one. And what do we tell the people, Thomas? Happy scaling. Beautiful. Till next time.